Happy Friday, Dub Nation. Happy Friday, everyone who is watching the show. And I'm sure some people aren't necessarily Warriors fans. Kylan Mills and I are going to talk about trade proposals. I heard one that was interesting. We're going to talk about that, discuss it, see if it's uh, feasible and viable. Joe Lacob uh, conducted an interview and said a few interesting things. And of course, the Warriors are in the pursuit of a repeat world championship. We'll talk about all that and so much more next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Locked On NBA. You can follow Kylan Mills on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram at her name, Kylan Mills. You can follow me on Twitter, Cyrus Sotsas at Dog surf Rocho. I sometimes call myself Side Jerome there. They have to win a game for me to do that. Uh, Kylan, how are you doing? I know you're a little under the weather. Um, I hope you're doing okay, all things considered. Yeah, how are you? What's going on? How's good, life? good. I just am one of the many, many people right now that came down with a cold on Wednesday. Uh, today, I'm feeling better, but if I sound a little bit nasally, that's why. But I think there's a lot of just like gunk going around, so... I'm lucky, not the flu, not COVID, nothing serious, just, you know, one of the million other viruses that go around this time of year. So all good and, you know, ready to watch the Warriors hopefully finish out this homestand on a strong note. Absolutely. Um, they got two more games remaining, their next one. This is this is a nice stretch of days off. And W. Chan, thank you for calling me the low-key goat. Uh, that was a hell of a postseason run last year. I was, like, nailing everything. Um Anyways, but yeah, so let's get the stream going so people can uh, can just have their voices or words heard in this instance. Um, I want to start the show off by talking about Joe Lacob, the owner or one of the two principal owners of the Golden State Warriors alongside Peter Goober. Um, and Lacob was talking with um, Tim Kawakami, uh, an honorary individual. I've, I've known him and I go back a very long time. Interesting fella, but Lacob clearly trusts him and goes on his on his podcast. And he said two things that stuck out to me particularly. The first being, um, and by the way, Devon Chu, Kylan is not a fella. Uh, come on, clean up, clean up your clean it up. Come on, man, show some respect. Um, the first thing that really stuck out is he talked about the negotiations with Bob Myers. Um, this news came out about a month ago that Bob Myers is on the final year of his contract. Um, he has not signed an extension. Myers, uh, when asked about it, has played it down. And uh, so Joe Lacob was obviously asked about the fact, again, that Bob Myers, this is not normal for uh, a player of Myers caliber, um, GM of a dynasty, to be in the final year of a deal. This is not par for course, folks. Um, when this first came out from Adrian Wojnarowski about a month or so ago, it, it didn't, I don't think it earned the the, the attention it should have garnered um, just because there's a very strong chance Bob Myers is gone after this year. And what Lakeup said that really stuck out um, is that Lakeup has made two offers uh, to Bob Myers in terms of contract extensions. Um, so Lakeup is defending himself in, in the sense that um, 
he's being aggressive with the negotiations. He wants Bob Myers back. So this is, according to, to Lake of at least, this is not an issue of the Warriors not wanting Bob Myers back. Um, but they're clearly at an impasse. And Lakeup calls Bob Myers family. Um, I don't know. Kylan, I'm going to start off with that. What is your opinion on Bob Myers on the verge of being a free agent after the season, uh, turning down contract extension offers? What is your opinion on that? I mean, that's all we can have is conjecture, but that's what we're paid to do right now. So what's your opinion on, on Bob Myers? <laughs> Well, I think it's concerning. It's definitely concerning at this point in his contract and with it coming up so quickly that, you know, they aren't close to a deal. It doesn't sound like based on, I don't know what your interpretation was, Cyrus, but to me, it didn't sound like they're anywhere close to, you know, being on the same page and coming to terms, right? I mean, so to me, that's concerning. And I think that the Warriors absolutely should be trying to keep Bob Myers. Um, you know, he's been such a huge factor in constructing these championship rosters and helping build the team the way he has. I know he didn't necessarily draft Steph Curry, but I think he's done a good job. I know there's some questions surrounding the construction of this year's roster, but when you look back at his body of work uh, with the Golden State Warriors, he's done a good job. He's pulled some rabbits out of his hat at points. And, you know, I think it would be a mistake for the Warriors to just let him walk. Um, my question, though, is if they've made him offers, you know, how far apart are they? Uh, what yeah. exactly does Bob Myers want? What is he looking for? Is he really serious and could he walk? Um, you know, I think that those are all questions that <laughs> I wish I could answer, but you know, that I, I think it's fair to be concerned about at this point. I mean, to me, it should go without saying that the Warriors should try to keep Bob Myers around. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like there's, there's, if Myers is turning down extension offers, I feel like it's one of two things, either the money or the, and, or the length of the contract is not enough. Um, which could be the case, right? And, and so Bob Myers, by turning these down, that's his negotiation tactic is, no, I don't like this. Um, give me more. The other one is maybe after 10 years, he's might want something new. I mean, some people have that itch. Myers is a Bay Area a native. He's from Danville, California, or maybe Alamo. Those two towns are almost the same to me. Um, went to Monta Vista High School. So he's an absolute local, but he also did play college basketball at UCLA. He's got those Southern California roots between that and being a player agent before becoming a GM. Um, and look, the way the Lakers are going, I, I cannot see Rob Palenka staying after this season. Uh, that is a train wreck uh, in terms of, in my opinion, in terms of what's going on with the Lakers. Um, so part of me thinks like maybe he just wants to move on after this year. Um, I, I, is there a third option to you? I feel like it's good. It's one or the other. Um, and if that's the case, like and, any opinions on that? I mean, I agree. I just think given his roots in the Bay Area, to me, like he was someone that I could see being a Bay Area lifer, like along with Steph and along with Clay. I mean, because like you said, like where else would he really be itching or dying to go? And I think right. what you said about, you know, L.A., that makes a lot of sense. But like outside of that, like he's built this dynasty here with the Golden State Warriors. This is his hometown or the Bay Area is, you know, where he grew up, went to high school and to me, it just makes perfect sense for Bob Myers to stick around. Um, if money is an issue, like that's to me the biggest concern is that Joe Lacob has to be willing, like throw the kitchen sink at Bob Myers at this point. Like he's done that good of a job to yes. where I think that like they need to give him what his asking price is. Um, you know, I would love for that to for someone to leak that and for that to get out. So I'm very curious as to what he's asking and you know 
Is there a little bit yeah. of gamesmanship going on between the two sides? Who knows? But like, I would just think like, pay the man, you know, like pay the yeah. man what he wants because, you know, I, I just think Bob Myers has been indispensable and you, it, it would be very painful to see him go to LA. <laughs> absolutely. As a Warriors fan, I'd have to. Ugh. It would, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, and, and, and going back to, in terms of Bob Myers track record, you're correct. He did not draft um, Stephen Curry, Larry Riley, his predecessor did. Um, in fact, Stephen Curry named his first daughter Riley after him, as, as crazy as that sounds. Um, it, so I remember when that happened, that was weird to me. I liked Larry Riley. I thought he was still to this day insanely underrated as a basketball mind, as a GM. Um, and I think he was still part of the staff initially when uh, Bob Myers took over. Uh, the, uh, Myers' first draft was Clay Thompson. Uh, you know, he drafted Draymond Green, he drafted Harrison Barnes, which eventually led to Kevin Durant, um, Festus Azili, who was an important part of the team early on. Um, and, uh, you know, so it, it is crazy to me, it, it, this idea that he might leave. It also needs to be um, emphasized that Joe Lacob, as a venture capitalist, as a very business-centric individual, um, is very shrewd when it comes to the money he spends. Um, he almost gives off this impression that like he can't afford to spend money sometimes. But then in that same podcast, he's also talking about um, being interested in buying the L.A. Angels. Um, and which is I mean, that's going to cost probably, you know, half a billion to a billion dollars. He's talked about wanting to buy an expansion WNBA team and bring it to the Bay Area, which would be awesome, by the yeah. way. But the point is, in the bigger picture, and I've talked about this on the show, it's been a while uh, since this topic's brought up, but Joe Lake and, and Goober and company, they have plenty of money. That is not an issue. If, if they were struggling for cash, and believe me, they're not, they would not be, in, you know, it would not be in their heads to be buying other teams on top of the Warriors. Uh, when we come back, uh, the question I have for you, Kylan, and anyone else in the chat, if they want to uh, add some opinions of their own is, um, do you like the fact that Lake of is... I don't, I don't know if frugal is the right word, but he certainly counts his money and he, and he doesn't spend freely, contrary to the impression he gives with that insanely high salary cap number. Um, you know, and I'll give you examples in just a second, um, but we'll talk about that and so much more after we uh, talk about one of our sponsors for today's show. And that's LinkedIn. We've even got an overlay. Let me bust that out real quick. Where are you overlay? There we go. LinkedIn. Uh, Kylan, have you ever used LinkedIn yourself? Yeah, I have a LinkedIn. They have a great job board on LinkedIn. I mean, mm -hmm. it's a great tool and for anyone in any profession, for sure. Absolutely right. And if you're looking for work, it is essential because all recruiters are on that platform. And those recruiters are, are, are working for, in a lot of cases, small businesses who are looking to LinkedIn jobs um, to find talent. And that's why LinkedIn jobs for small business owners or for hiring managers is invaluable. It's incredible. Um, LinkedIn jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates. So you're open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data. Um, you know, they, there's 875 plus million member profiles on LinkedIn, just to show you how huge of a platform that is. And with LinkedIn jobs, they help identify the most qualified candidates. LinkedIn jobs helps you find whatever you're looking for in terms of growing your business and finding the right talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. So just to finish up the Joe Lacob thing, um, I mean, the only player he's ever fully opened the the, the, the wallet for relatively speaking, is Steph, is Steph Curry, right? He gave him the five-year extension, max deal. But the even the weird thing about that, which stuck out to me, is he didn't originally want to give him a fifth year in that contract. Uh, and that's been reported. Um, look, he obviously decided not to give Gary Payne II the money he wanted to keep him and so forth. There's a lot of instances where he's opted not to spend the money on personnel and other cases. So it makes me wonder if he's, if he's playing hardball with Myers. Um, I hope that's not the case. Um, before we move on from the subject, any last words from you, Kylan, in regards to uh, Joe Lacob and this whole Bob Myers situation? Because it, it's weird. I don't like it. Um, I, prefer, I I don't want Myers to leave. Any last thoughts? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I just thought the same thing as you in that I hope that Lacob isn't playing hardball because like, I just don't think the Warriors can or should risk losing Myers or letting him walk um, due to some type of impasse. Um, it's been mentioned in the chat by a couple people. Could Myers pick up a different role within the Warriors? I I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Um, someone mentioned, Joseph mentioned, could he move into a president of basketball operations role? Here someone else just mentioned, could he go into a deeper role with the Warriors, get paid more and not have to deal with the media scrutinizing his draft picks every year? <laughs> yeah. And this is the, he already is. I believe that, I believe that is his title as president. So I, I don't think there's much more you can do. He's at the top of the chain in terms of personnel. Um, and in all honesty, like he's, he hasn't really done much uh, to be scrutinized for draft picks. I, I've, 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 given him endless credit in terms of his dra his drafting, even free agent pickups. Uh, his track record outside of 2021 is impeccable. And 2021 maybe could have had more to do with Lake of not wanting to spend money. And the Kelly Oubre thing is the only thing that sticks out to me in terms of a move that was questionable. But I, I hope they don't lose him because this season has in a lot of ways been a contrast. And it makes me wonder if this is a part of it too. In terms of what Myers slash Lacob wants, or maybe this is what Lacob wants and, and Myers doesn't. But what I'm referring to is the team bench this year uh, being thinner in terms of veterans. They let all the veterans go after the season, right? And the plan going into the season from the front office perspective was it's time to give the lottery picks more minutes, more play. It's why we're in this situation now where, we have, uh, where the team is relying largely on the two-way players. Um, who knows what's going to happen there? Uh, if Lacob really doesn't like the two-way players and wants to force Kerr's hand, um, he's just not going to give him a deal at the 50-game mark. Um, I, I guess what I'm asking before we move on from the subject, Kylan, is do you think the politics of what's gone on this previous offseason, because this is the first time I've ever seen the Warriors head coach versus front office not be on the same page. Do you think that has anything to do with what's going on, or do you think that's a totally separate note? I think it's a separate note. I think that's a separate issue. To me, it's got to be money. Like, that's what I assume is is where the issue lies right now between yeah. Myers and Lacob is that 
right now Lakeham isn't willing to pay Myers asking price. I mean, that's or that Myers hasn't been happy with what's been offered. Uh, so that's what I assume. I assume it's got to come down to money and contracts at this point. I don't think it would have anything to do with what we've kind of talked about and what seems like, as you mentioned, just like some type of tension or just not seeing eye to eye between the coaching staff and between the front office in regards to the way the roster was constructed. Um, you know, and that's all kind of just us kind of reading between the lines and not necessarily something that's ever been openly talked about. Uh, but I don't think that would have anything to do with Bob Myers potential contract negotiations. Okay. Um, I do think though, once again, that the man needs to get paid. And also he did, his deal was, Bob Myers' deal was restructured a few years ago. He definitely is the president of basketball operations. And I think that was part of, uh, you know, his last extension was that it was kind of a promotion, but he's still obviously general manager. And, and you know, I don't think a lot of his responsibilities change. But so I, I agree with you in that. I don't know how much deeper he could go into the Warriors as far as, like you said, he's pretty much at the top um, as far as taking on a different role. And like based on the way that Lakeup has talked about it and Myers has talked about it, like I don't think that's the issue is that they're trying to, you know, he's trying to get another promotion or move into a different role. Like, the fact that the Warriors have made offers, according to Lacob, you know, which he openly talked about on that podcast. Um, I just hope they can come to a deal and see eye to eye soon, because, again, just like time is running out and it's definitely not typical at this point um, before the end of a contract to not be, you know, really deeply discussing or to be close to reaching a renegotiation. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, and, and just to finish up on this topic. I uh, wanted to read this quote. He said two other uh, somewhat fascinating things. One being uh, in order for the Warriors to make money this year, be in the black, make a profit, they have to basically reach the NBA finals. If you fall short of that, um, they're probably going to lose money. Um, he also mentioned in regards to Clay and Draymond Green that both those players uh, are under contract next year, and that's a lake of season. He wants them to be lifers. And then I'm going to read verbatim what he said about James Wiseman because that that's the player that seems to be at the – at the, the the fulcrum of this this divide this this controversy uh, in regards to the the youngsters getting minutes versus veterans that Kerr wants, um, Lakeham is quoted as saying, "quote There's always a timetable in sports, whether we like it or not. But he's 21 years old. You have to put this in perspective. And he's an immense talent. He's an incredibly hard worker. He really cares. These things matter." He had a lot of really bad breaks, as we all know. It's been well chronicled. He's also in an organization and on a team which is trying to win championships. It's different than playing somewhere. They're just throwing everybody out there. Young guys are putting up numbers, getting a lot of experience. It's hard for our young guys to do that here, unquote. So I don't know if there's anything to read into that, but that was his quotes on James Wiseman. Uh, when we come back, DeMarcus Cousins is working. I know you love him. I, I like him too. I would I really wish he would be with the Warriors. I would not be opposed to that. But he's trying out for another team. Uh, much to your potential dismay, Kyle. And we're going to talk about that. Um, and so much more. There's a lot to discuss. First, uh, we've got to talk about Bet Online. Ooh, betonline.net. More specifically, we got an overlay. Let me get that out real quick. Um, let's switch us. Okay, so betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting information stats, news, analysis. And in fact, I want to look up real quick and see if the line is available uh, for tomorrow's Warriors uh, Magic game. 
And if it is, we can talk about that real quick. And if not, then we'll just uh, not. Um, but the Warriors, uh, no, the line is not available yet. But regardless. If you I go feel like it never line, is this time of day whenever we look, whenever we're on. <laughs> I know you're right. Uh, but regardless, all you got to do is go to betonline.net to get those numbers. Uh, they should be available most likely later today or early tomorrow. Um, you can also get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Kylan, you're calling games for, for uh, the Pac-12. Um, you're calling games for San Jose State. So you, in theory, are you allowed? Have they ever told you, like, you can't bet? Uh, I mean, I can't bet on games that I'm calling. <laughs> is that official but... or is that just in your head being ethical? Uh, I mean, no difference? one's ever flat out told me that, but I just think it goes without saying. Does it? I mean, yeah, you can make a lot of I, money, Kylan. I mean, you, I wouldn't bet on a, I wouldn't have, bet on a game. That, and honestly, I'm just not a big sports better anyway, just because I like my money. <laughs> that's, I mean, you have inside information for to make a ton of cash. Well, regardless, you can get all that information. Uh, to If you don't have Kylan's inside info, just go to betonline.net. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online. It's where the game starts. daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Um, so, you know, a few people in the chat are talking about Andre Iguodala. Is he playing tomorrow? Did this just break? I, have, doing- I just literally was trying to look that up. I'm not seeing that, but... If you know yeah, some like, information like, that has come out in the last 15 minutes, oh, on, let us know. Yeah, I, I see it right here. So Shams Sharnia, this is breaking news. Thanks you, thank you for the folks in the chat. Yeah. Um, Shams Sharnia is reporting uh, that on his podcast, so this is where Andre Iguodala announced it, that he's going to make his season debut tomorrow against the Orlando Magic. That's nice timing. Um, wow. What's your immediate reaction to that? Uh, it's about time. It's yes. immediate reaction to that. Like, it's the moment we've all been waiting for. We're nearly halfway through the season, right? Are we at the exact, where are we at? What game? Yeah, we're just but about. We're almost we're like a game about, away, yeah. Right, we're almost exactly halfway through the season. So it's about time, sir, if you're going <laughs> to take up a roster spot that you get on the court. Uh, yeah. But no, I think this is great news. I mean, the Warriors just absolutely need him in so many different ways in that second unit. I mean, the leadership. Uh, and speaking of the, you know, facilitating ball handling abilities, at least when it comes to like bringing up, bringing up the floor and running the offense, Andre Iguodala can do that too. Um, and defense. I mean, that's the biggest thing. The Warriors have struggled defensively and Andre Iguodala still has it. If you ask me, he's got great hands. Um, yes. You know, even at his age, I think that he adds something to the Warriors defensively. And then, like I said, on offense, he's just a calming presence. He's a veteran. He knows how to run the offense. Um, and so I think that it's nothing but a huge positive to have Andre Iguodala back with the young, young group, especially I want to mention something I tweeted out is that like by the end of this next week, like the Warriors may be back at full strength or at least very close to full strength with Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins back in the starting lineup, which means the second unit's going to go back to Jordan Poole coming in off the bench, uh, Dante DiVincenzo, and honestly, the second unit that struggled throughout the season. So like, to me, that's, you know, just a little bit of an area of concern. How do you try to reintegrate Jordan Poole to get him, you know, to be productive with that second unit? 
um, and try to how to how to get that second unit to click. Because to me, like I just don't ever feel like it really did um, yeah. gel completely. And honestly, it's been kind of fun to watch with some of these two way players, the young guys like coming in and surprising people. But like ultimately, that's not <laughs> that's not the rotation we're going to look at come the end of the season. So like now is the time the Warriors really need to figure that second unit out. And so getting Andre Guadalla back, I think it's going to be huge. And hopefully he can help some of the young guys, you know, try to help get that second unit to gel and, you know, especially potentially help Jordan Poole, because I think, you know, he did look better to me when the Warriors started integrating Draymond Green with the second unit to take away some of the facilitating responsibilities from Poole. So I think that Andre Guadalla could also help in that regard. Absolutely. And and he's, he's a Swiss Army knife. Um, him and Draymond yes. are so similar in, in, in the sense that they're in incredible, you know, class A defenders. Yeah. They both can handle the ball like a point guard. They can pass as good as anyone. Um, you know, they're, they're shot. You know, it's not great, but they, they hit it in the clutch. Um, you know, they're solid rebounders. It's just phenomenal. And, and what we saw earlier this year, and it was this was Kerr, kudos to him for, for making this move, which was needed. Um, and that was basically staggering Draymond Green's minutes so that he could play with that second unit more. That's when we saw the bench finally turn things around. Um, and that's the role, undoubtedly, that Iguodal is going to be playing, even if it's just five, ten minutes a night, is just being out there with that second unit to be a calming presence, to be to provide stability, right? Because that's what that second unit is missing so much uh, and has been missing so much this year without the veterans helping out. Um, so that's awesome. That's absolutely, absolutely incredible. That Iguodal is coming. I think that's great news. Um, real quick, uh, I, I, I want to mention, so I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about the Warriors. This was an ESPN show, and Bobby Marks was on there. Uh, he's a cap expert. He's a former front office exec. Uh, and the topic of Golden State Warriors trades came up. And, um, you know, Kelly Olynyk's name has been connected to the Warriors. Jakob uh, uh, Pertl's name has been connected to the Warriors. Um, you know, and, and neither of those names really excite, but I, I don't think it would hurt if either player was on the team. The question remains whether or not James Wiseman is worth uh, the trade if that's what they have to give up. Um, but Bobby Marks threw out a new trade and he said that and, and it's fascinating. It's a fascinating trade. We've mentioned both these names before. Um, and I don't know if this was just him speculating or if this is based off what he's heard a little bit behind the scenes. Um, but what he said would be an ideal trade for the Warriors that he could see happening is the Warriors trading James Wiseman and Moses Moody uh, to the Charlotte Hornets for P.J. Washington, who I think you and I both really like. I would love him on the Warriors. Um, and then Mason Plumley, who would who would give you that center that the team needs. Plumley is a fantastic defensive big. Um, the left-handed thing this year is weird, but whatever. I don't I don't think Kerr and company would tolerate that here. But but. Plumley after the season is a free agent. So for, for Lacob, if he's decided in his mind, I don't want to pay James Wiseman anymore. And Wiseman's already guaranteed that 12 million for next year. So this would get that 12 million off the books for next year. Since Plumley again, will be an unrestricted free agent. PJ Washington, if you like him and want to keep him, he's a restricted free agent after this season. So you can match any offers for him. So you don't have to lose him in this trade. You, you keep that asset. Um, I, I wouldn't hate that trade. I, I like Moses Moody. I think he could be a great long-term fit for this team. I don't think he gets enough minutes. Um, Wiseman is, is obviously a very polarizing figure. Kyle and I throw the floor to you now. What do you think about that trade proposal? 
I mean, I would love that trade proposal, and I don't think it's a bad idea. I mean, if the Warriors were to look at a trade, like I think Moody and Wiseman being moved are the two players who make the most sense because, you know, as you mentioned, they just still have a lot of development, uh, not getting a ton of time right now with this very stacked Golden State Warriors team. Um, I just would be shocked. So you really think the Hornets would go for that, though, in regards to like two players who are totally unproven and need a ton of development in exchange for like P.J. Washington is – you know, already established as, as I think a pretty dominant power forward. I don't know what he's averaging around 15, probably a night. Um, and then Plumlee as well. So you, you really think they would be up for that trade? Well, again, Plumlee's an unrestricted free agent after this year. And I don't think the Hornets uh, are going to spend to keep them beyond this season, especially if, if they're, I mean, they're, ta they're tanking for Wemby right now. Um, the PJ Washington yeah. uh, side of it, more interesting. I, I totally agree with you. I, I don't know if the Hornets want to lose him, but um, at the same time, a player that we haven't really talked about much lately, Miles Bridges, who was uh, all indications were he was going to get like a, a huge contract this offseason. He had a monster season last year. And then that horrible uh, incident occurs where he's arrested. I don't know the details. Was it like for assault of some kind? I, I think it was ugly. Whatever it was, you know, it's but it's supposedly a lot of speculation and I'm hearing this from a lot of different sides is that is that the, the all indications are he's going to come back to the NBA and play for the Charlotte Hornets so maybe there's a redundancy there between Washington and Bridges maybe not I don't know um but I could see I could see J Michael Jordan wanting Moses Moody I could, I could see that being an intriguing young piece I could see Moody being a 15 to 20 minute 20 15 to 20 points per game scorer if he's given 30 minutes a night, 35 minutes a night for a team like the Hornets, um, he gives a, a ball, another option. Uh, I don't know. I could see the Hornets suit is what I'm trying to say, but let's say for the Warriors sake, would you like, 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 how do you, how much better are the Golden State Warriors if they make that trade? Like a lot, like, does that cement a, a, a repeat world championship? Like if that trade happens, how does that work out for the Warriors in your opinion? Oh, I think the Warriors would be majorly improved. I think it would help a lot. And on the Warriors side, like I like the trade a lot um, because I know we've talked about, I like PJ Washington's game. I mean, adding him as a big, I think would be awesome. Someone mentioned the chat. He'd be great in a small ball lineup. Like he's quick. I like PJ Washington's game. And then I've been advocating for a big, I've been advocating for another center. And to me, you know, I just think that James Wiseman isn't quite there. I really don't. And to me, from what I've seen from Mason Plumley, you're talking about a guy who's NBA ready um, and has tons of experience, which is, I think, super important. Just a player who has experience versus James Wiseman just being so green. Like, I think it would be a major, major, major upgrade. I don't hate it. And, uh, and I say that, and I still want to add that, like, I don't think that necessarily James Wiseman or Moses Moody are like busts. Like, I'm not trying to say that I don't think they could potentially be great players. They just aren't there yet. Right. And like you said, Moses Moody in this lineup is having a hard time consistently getting minutes and, and getting long stretches of minutes. So he's not going to get there right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. To me, when you're only playing, you know sparingly or sporadically and sometimes 11 sometimes six minutes sometimes 20 you know i just think that's really tough for a second year player to to really you know try to get to his potential um and so that's why i think it would be a major upgrade you, you're bringing in two very experienced players i mean i know we've talked a lot about pj washington and then i think Plumley. you know just having that veteran leadership we want that big body in a center and i just don't think that james wiseman is polished enough yet and 
let him go and develop somewhere else. Like, quite frankly, I don't think that would be a bad move for the Warriors. Now, if they do hold on to those two guys, I wouldn't be mad. But if there was someone who's going to be up for a discussion in the trade block, I think those two make sense. Yeah, yeah. I, the more I see, the more I, I think about P.J. Washington, the more excited to get at the prospect of him coming to the Warriors. Um, he averages just under 15 points a game. His rebounding numbers are a little low, but he's increased his three-point shooting uh, this season. He's now shooting 34% from beyond the arc. He's only 24 years old. Um, he will not turn 25 until next season. So, you know, if you add him, he is a long-term piece. And I'm with you. If you make that trade, that repeat world championship is suddenly so much more obvious and, and the likelihood of it drastically increases. Now, with that said, if the Warriors don't make a trade and Bob Myers is, is notorious for not pulling midseason trades, I think the Warriors will be okay. I still just want to see these youngsters get more of an opportunity. But that Grizzlies game on Christmas Day was all I needed to see from Wiseman. It wasn't a huge output minutes-wise, but he held his, his own. I, we've talked about this earlier in the week on the show, uh, that he he's he's no longer trying to force things. He, he's stuck strictly yeah. to rebounding and defense. Um, he, he looked like he belonged out there. Does that make sense? I don't know. Would you agree with that assessment? Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And I think a, a couple people are commenting in the chat as well. Just I want to go back to Wiseman real yeah. quick that, you know, they're still hesitant to sell his stock because they feel like he could be potentially an all-star. And I don't disagree. Like, I still think that Wiseman has a ton of potential. Like, my issue is just that, like, I don't know that the timeline is going to line up for Wiseman to be an all-star and for the Warriors aging core to still be at a championship level. So, like, that's, you know, to me, just a struggle. And I just want to, you know make clear that I'm not saying that I don't think Wiseman has great potential. And even Moses Moody, I think also is a ton of potential that's been untapped. But like, the problem is that the, the two timeline thing, right? Like the two timelines, whatever, you know, what do the Warriors owe this core to try to win right now? Because at the end of the day, they're aging and the days are numbered versus, you know, having these players they want to develop who are going to be good a few years down the line and may not be ready right now, this season, maybe even next season, maybe it's three seasons down the road, but it's like those, you know, the, the push and pull of those two timelines adding up is just, you know, is, is tough. It's tough. And that's where it gets to be tempting to bring in players with more experience who you can feel like help us win now, help the Warriors win that, you know, another world championship and, and defend the title. So I don't know. It's it's a tough issue. And I, you know, I don't think that necessarily Moody and Wiseman are, are not going to accomplish what we think they're going to accomplish. The problem is that the Warriors need to be a championship caliber this season. There's been a lot of questions about whether their bench is really, you know, they have the depth there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when I said PJ Washington's three point shooting numbers up, I just meant from earlier this season, he was hovering around 31. He's now up to 34. Um, and given just how bad of a team Charlotte is this season, uh, it doesn't surprise me his overall number is down from previous seasons, given how much more tension he's getting offensively from other defenders. Um, but regardless, so it, it's it's it, this is Bobby Marks throwing it out there, but it's a trade I would not mind. It would not, you know, I'd be disappointed in losing our youngsters, who I still have faith in. I like them. But um, at the same time, I, I really like P.J. Washington, and Plumley would be a nice bench piece for for the postseason run this year um so again Andre Iguodala is playing tomorrow I think you and I are both really excited about that uh curious to see yeah someone was asking about that in the chat yeah. if we talked about that yeah yes sorry if you just are joining us because I did tweet it out join us for live reaction if you are just joining us we did discuss it but like I think this is great news for the Warriors they need that veteran presence in the second yeah. unit Reports are out that, you know, he's been practicing with Santa Cruz the last couple days. And so hopefully his conditioning is there to at least just contribute. Like you said, Cyrus, they don't need a 
big chunk of minutes from him, even just 10 minutes yep. to help solidify that second unit would be huge. So I think, you know, it's just going to be a great thing for the Warriors to have Andre Guadalla hopefully stabilize that second unit. And now, especially with the addition of Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins expected to return next week, you know, now you've got Jordan Poole back in the second unit and some of the struggles he was dealing with there. I think Andre Guadalla is going to be huge for the Warriors. Absolutely. I'm with you. We'll be back out on Monday. Kylan, I hope you feel better soon. Thank you, as always, to everyone joining the chat. Uh, anything we missed, Kylan, before we go? No, I don't think so. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. And, I mean, this is going to be exciting. Iguodala's back. Next week, Wiggins and Steph Curry should be back. And, like I said, it's just something I tweeted. Is the band's going to be back together? Like, possibly, you know, like the Warriors could very well be fully healthy next weekend. Uh, you know, I don't know necessarily what the update is on. I don't think there's been a specific update on Kaminga, but, like, you know, in the next week, we could get the Warriors back at full strength. And then now is the time where they really need to buckle down. Let's see what they can do. And they've got to figure it out on this next road trip. Absolutely. Like, that is crucial. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> Look at that new nickname from P.S. I mean, Cy Jerome. Yeah, That's I'm so rolling great. with that. I like it. But Kylam Mills. Kylam Mills. Kylam Mills. I, it's kind of weird. <laughs> And we didn't even get to talk about Cy Jerome and Kai Lamb. Um, but next next episode, I'll be here uh, on Monday with you, and we will touch on that. Yeah, yeah well. exactly. exactly. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everyone. If you're in the Bay Area, these storms are insane. Uh, stay dry. Stay it's absolutely insane. This is crazy. Um, all right, bye. Everybody. It, it is. <laughs>